Welcome to the December 2010 edition of Injury Prevention. In these podcasts, we highlight work published in the journal Injury Prevention. I'm Brian Johnston, Editor-in-Chief. Injury Prevention is an international peer-reviewed journal that offers the best in science, policy, and public health practice to reduce the burden of injury in all age groups around the world. With each issue, our editors choose one paper to highlight. This paper is featured in our podcast, and it's always free online. So if you enjoy what you hear, have a look at our website and download the entire manuscript. You'll find us at injuryprevention.bmj.com. Today we're focusing on the paper, Determinants of Agricultural Injury, a Novel Application of Population Health Theory, which appears in the December 2010 issue. I'm joined by the lead author on the paper, Dr. Will Pickett, who is a professor in the Department of Community Health and Epidemiology at Queen's University in Kingston, Canada. Welcome, Will. Thank you. Why don't you get us started by summarizing the paper for us? What did you and your colleagues study, and why was it important to do so? Well, um, our group has a long-standing interest in injuries that happen in farm environments, and we're also interested more conceptually in, in, in theory um, surrounding predicting who, who does and does not have injuries. So we were interested in potential causes of injury on the farm, not only immediate causes, but what are some of the deep underlying reasons why farmers seem to experience such high traumatic rates of injury. Um, so we're funded by our national uh, health agency that's, we call it CIHR, it's Canadian Institutes of Health Research. And what they funded us to do was to assemble a very large cohort in one of our provinces in Canada, Saskatchewan. And uh, we assembled this cohort of 5,500 people. We collected some basic information about their farms and themselves. And then we followed those, uh, those people for a couple of years to document their injury experiences and then related factors on the farm with, uh, with their subsequent injury experience. So in your introduction to the paper, you, you state that you want to test population health theory. So for those of us who are uninitiated, could you describe what you mean by population health and what would such a theory look like? Yeah, um, people use that term in a lot of different ways. Um, I guess generally it, it's an approach to health and health thinking that aims to focus on um, social and, and other determinants in a person's environment as causes of disease or causes of ill health. Um, within our context, we're, we're dealing with farmers, um, we simply meant characteristics of people on farms and then the environment that surrounds them in a population of farmers and, and how those characteristics could contribute to health or disease. So from an injury prevention standpoint, what is it about this theory that, that makes it suitable for understanding risk and prevention? In other words, would a theory of health be applicable as a theory of injury or disease causation? It seems to me fairly reasonable to believe that there are lots of interacting factors that go into the creation of health and well-being, but many injury mechanisms can be modeled fairly simply. Yeah, that's true, but this basic concept, I think it makes sense. It's just a way of organizing your thinking. Um, it, it makes sense whether you're talking about death and mortality or diabetes or mental health or whatever, including injury. It's just a way of providing a structure for the modeling of 
health or disease. And and I would include injury in that mix. Um, People organize population health thinking into something called a framework. They call it the population health framework. And in simple terms, it says that determinants of health in a population operate at several levels. And most simply, you could just say it's characteristics of the individual and then characteristics of the individual nested within an environment. And what's really interesting about this theory is that they, they suggest that it's the interaction of these factors that's really important as a potential determinant of health. So in our case, I don't think anybody had ever looked purposefully at these interactions. So in our individual study, the main individual factor that we looked at was the amount of time people spent working on the farm, quite simply. And we were interested in contextual factors, so at a different level, at, at, the, at the level of the farm, things like um, socioeconomic status, um, because a lot of people attribute injury on farms to, to uh, money issues, the physical state of the farm, and finally the cultures and traditions on the farm. And we were interested whether the amount of time that people spent interacted with those contextual factors to produce varying states of, uh, of risk. And we thought that that thinking just generally was a bit novel for our field and uh, um, that, it was, that it was perfectly apropos to apply that thinking to um, our specific context with injury. Well, uh, tell us then, what, what did you find? What were your results and how did you interpret those findings in light of this theory that you sought to test? Yeah, I'll tr we had lots of findings. I'll try and keep this short. Um, so in a nutshell, uh, about over two years, about 8% of the cohort of 500 people had one or more farm injuries um, that met our met our definition. So that was a fair burden. Um, second, we found really strong, I'll call them gradients of risk, with the main individual factor. As you'd expect, the more time people spent working, the higher their risk. But we found gradients that were sort of tenfold over the range of times uh, that we looked at. I guess third, uh, we found uh, direct relationships between one of the contextual factors. That was the state of the physical environment on farms and risk for injury, which was interesting. But we didn't find similar effects with the socioeconomic and cultural factors. And finally, uh, we didn't actually find convincing evidence in support of the theory. It was actually quite inconclusive. We didn't see the strong interactions that we hoped for between individual and contextual factors. So we didn't dismiss the theory outright, but said that our findings were not conclusive for sure in terms of any proof of the theory. One of the things I enjoyed about this paper was your very explicit goal to model a, a theory and, and then to test that model, which, as you said, is something that is uh, rarely, if ever, done in, in injury prevention and uh, something that I, I hope we can see more of in the future. One explanation, is, as you point out, for the negative findings in your, your particular study was is that the theory was, was wrong, that it isn't the right way to think about injury or agricultural injury, but there are other explanations possible as well. For example, um, couldn't you see a negative result if the measures that you used to operationalize your theory were poorly constructed? 
In other words, socioeconomic status or the farm culture may be very important, but you may just not have been measuring them the right way. Is there any any way at all to sort that out? Uh, yeah. Uh, this was a theme of the um, Dr. McClure's editorial that went along with it, and I, I think he's got a good point. Um, it's really difficult to ask meaningful questions about some of these contextual factors. And uh, I'll use socioeconomic status as an example. Um, farmers, when you get on the ground with them, they're, they're very private um, private people, especially when it comes to things like like money and wealth. And to actually ask questions, you have to go about it fairly indirectly. Um, <coughs> pardon, pardon me. We actually used a panel of farmers to help us develop our questionnaire. And when it came to measures of, of socioeconomic status, they recommend asking about it in a very indirect way. We asked about economic worry on the farm. And I have to say, in terms of response rates, that worked. We got almost everybody to respond to the question. But because it's such an indirect measure, you lose precision in the main construct that we're, we're actually interested in measuring. And when you lose precision, things get biased towards the null. And it may be that's a good example of our measures not being optimal, and that might have washed away any effect. In fact, that's highly likely. So I think we have to do a better job at measuring these constructs. Well, let's talk about prevention then. What, what implications, of any, do you think your findings might have for prevention? Do you think that the absence of these cross-level interactions precludes certain types of prevention intervention, or is it possible that an intervention at a contextual level might be efficacious even if this effect is not modified by individual attributes? Yeah, sure. Uh, from, from our study, probably anything I would say would be fairly preliminary, but um, I would say that we saw a very, very strong and convincing effect directly with long work hours, um, which has been a bit of a theme in our research. And there's no easy solution to this problem on farms, but it should focus for intervention. And to that end, our, our, our group broadly has been working with, with farmers and farm groups in, in the prairie provinces of our country to look at things like fatigue and sleep disorders on farms and putting limits on uh, work days because this is obviously, long work hours is obviously a very important direct risk factor. Second, uh, I guess our results confirmed the, the, the old adage in injury prevention that the physical environment is very important. We did, in fact, find direct and not, not strong, but fairly consistent relationships with the physical state of farms and the occurrence of injury down the road upon follow-up. So a continued focus preventive-wise on optimizing the farm environment, minimizing hazards, that, that still makes sense. But until we sort this population health theory thing out further, I think it'd be premature to say very much about that aspect of things in terms of designing prevention programs. Uh, so you've mentioned some of the, the implications uh, of your work for your, for your own research, but what are the, the next steps for your team? What, do you, what is your group working on now? Well, we really think that our cohort represents a pretty good start on this issue. And there's a couple things I, I'd say. Um, first of all, we'd like to continue 
using this theory in our future work. And we'd also like to try a few other statistical approaches um, and in modeling approaches to actually examine this theory using our data. It also looks like our federal granting agency that funds us wants to reinvest in our, in our work. Um, so we intend to extend our cohort for another three years. We're going to go back to them and we have the, the unique opportunity of actually getting some better measures from them and actually address some of the limitations we've been talking about. We also have the opportunity, um, if all, all goes ahead, to develop a similar, similar cohort with some uh, kids' uh, children on farms uh, quite separately from this cohort, and we intend to do so in the, in the coming years. It sounds like you'll be busy, and we'll look forward to seeing your work. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Will. That that was Will Pickett discussing his work reported in the December 2010 issue of Injury Prevention, the paper titled Determinants of Agricultural Injury, a Novel Application of Population Health Theory is this month's Editor's Choice. It's freely available at the journal's website online. That's all for this edition of our podcast. I'm Brian Johnston, Editor-in-Chief of Injury Prevention. Join us in February for highlights of the next issue. <laughs>